Okay. All right, here we go. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go. Best soccer show. Backheel.com. Jason Davis and Jared Dubois. The return. We are here. It's happening. It technically happened a couple weeks ago, but you had a meltdown. I did. We had some technical issues. The lost show that is legitimately lost and will never come back. Like, not lost and, and you know, one day somebody will find it on the internet and go, oh, this is the lost show. Like, it's, it's so lost. It is, it, it's almost as if it didn't happen, Jared. And that's, I guess, my fault. I mean, my system's fault, surely, but. No, nah, it's not on you. I mean, something happened with. Um, something with the system. I don't know what it was. Well, we're we're here today. We're recording. We're doing it uh, daytime in the light of the day. If we were vampires, we'd be dead right now. Jared's. You working. know. You know. I I realized something the other day. Do Do they have Circle K's where you live? Um, not in my area now. But when I was a kid, I lived in a place that had Circle K's. Yes. So it's a convenience store, like a Seven Eleven. You know, for people that may not have them. And I'm in one the other day, right? As I do, because I like junk food and snacks. Well, and I stuff think like I think that. a lot of people very quickly. A lot of people's reference. When it comes to Circle K, is Bill and Ted. But go ahead. Is that what they? Is that the place that they're out in front of with yes. the phone booth? Yes, that's the Circle K. Oh, yeah. Didn't remember that. Okay, so it's like I feel like we're taking the rating thing too far as a society. Like now, when I'm at the Circle K and I buy my Arizona peach iced tea, which is the only acceptable form of Arizona iced tea to, to buy these days. Um, at the end of my transaction, she points to a screen, and I'm not kidding. It's like a 17 inch oh, yeah. monitor above the oh, I've seen register. This. Yeah, yeah. It's like, would you like to rate us your service? Yeah, I've seen like, this. I've seen this. But uh, your whole this is called a convenience store. Yeah. How is it convenient for me to hang around and rate you afterwards, and then I'm gonna do it right in front of you? Well, too? okay. So yeah, I I don't know if it's exactly the same setup, but there is a there is a gas station slash convenience store, and I can't even remember what the brand is. It's like. I'm vaguely remembering the logo has a sun involved. It, it's not, you know, it's not Exxon or one of the big BP ones. BP has a sun. It's not BP. I can't remember what this is. I'll, next time I okay. drive by, I'll note it. But yeah, you go up, you pay for your stuff, and there's, in this case, it's like a, it's like a monitor turned the other way. Like, so it's long, and it says, yeah. it says like, rate your service and that's like, like one five, to five. Four, and then, yeah. so not only that you want me to stop what i'm doing to rate you and i'm gonna touch this nasty ass screen that convenience <laughs> store people have touched all day long yeah i mean they make it so it legitimately takes you one second if you notice it while he's like while the person behind the register is cha- giving you your change or 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 you know gonna give you your receipt or whatever they're ringing you up you can you can do it right there but yeah i, look, I know what you're saying but but in this- well, this leads me to another thing too. Like, when did why does every receipt I do now have a tipping function? Uh-huh. Every receipt I do has a tip amount. Like, no, I, I order, I, I go to take out Chinese food. Like when you're just walking down the sneeze guard line, asking like chow mein yes or no. Do I want my orange chicken? Yes. And at the end, they give me a styrofoam box, and then there's a tipping function on this receipt. Now, as a guy who worked his way through college as a waiter, this <laughs> this offends me. Why you don't think you don't think the people at the uh, at the Chinese food joint where all you do is 
<laughs> you don't it's a sur- it, 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 what service are they giving me? They're just putting my food in a, a tray. It's it, not like they're waiting on me or this, anything this like is, that. This has come up recently, like in the news. Well, what, one place I notice it happens, I don't know if you have this this uh, sandwich shop in, in California. I'm guessing you don't. With this place that's like exploded everywhere called Jersey Mike's. And it's oh, a, they have it out here now. I've okay. never been to one, but okay. they have it it's, here. It's a decent sub place. Actually, right now, it's my... It's my choice, my choice chain sub place. Okay. If I want to go get a sandwich and I don't know where the local shop is that's got the best sandwiches in town, but, but, mm-hmm. but I, I see them Jersey Mike's. So okay. I'll go there. It's, it's ahead of Jimmy John's. It's way ahead of Subway. It's ahead it's of a new um, Quiznos. Quiznos. I don't, I don't, I never liked Quiznos to begin with. So it's, it's my sandwich cho- uh, joint of choice and they have tipping like they, like it's it's right there in front of you it's on your it's like you said it's on your credit card receipt and it and i like they have the the tip jar which is not even like it's more like i know a lot of places have a tip jar but this is like even more like Like, honestly how is it any different than the cashier that checks me out at like nordstrom's or macy's i don't know they make their they make your sandwich at this place so and they they i don't know the i don't know yeah and and the cashier bags my sweater i I mean there's no I, we've taken this stuff too far. I don't know. It's all gone too far. I don't know. And, I, and I've heard there's some restaurants where they're going to ban tipping and pay their pay their pay their employees. I mean, that's the thing. Pay your employees a legitimate wage, and you won't have to have tipping on the back end. I mean, like you said, we, I waited. I, I would prefer the tipping to, as a former server. I can tell you, I would prefer the tipping to a flat wage uh, wage because. It rewards me for being good at my job. Sure, I make I'm more money than people no, 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 and it allows me to scam the IRS. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, yeah. Not that I would. Well, yeah, but see, these days, nobody carries cash anymore. So your scam is, uh, you, you, yeah, it, it is a different era, man. Yeah, yeah. When you can say like, Oh, I only made $10 in cash tonight. Yeah, no, no, no. Cause you, you, it was always, what was the, I mean, we're giving away the server's secrets here, but what was it? It was always like you had to, like you should claim at least like, Ten percent kind of keeps you from getting audited. Yeah, yeah. Ten percent of your and you had credit your credit card tips. You have to claim them all because they're in the system. Yeah, right? yeah. So you, if you got if you did like fifty percent of your sales in 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 credit card and it was like twenty percent, you wouldn't right. claim any cash that night. Right, exactly. Because as a total, it came out to ten percent, yeah, something like that. Yeah, there you go. Because that's how you keep the IRS from looking into you. <laughs> we are here uh, to talk soccer. The first U.S. men's national team game of the year. Is in the books, Jared, a 3-2 win over Iceland. Not the best Iceland team. Probably not even a B Iceland team, to be honest with you. Um, the United States went down a goal twice and then came back and, and ended up getting that a winner. That sounds right. That sounds right. From Steve Birnbaum. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to make a big deal. I really don't want to make a big deal out, out of this. I think it's okay to say Kellen Acosta played relatively well in his first senior cap appearance. And, um, yeah. Uh, Steve Birnbaum obviously made a name for himself with the winner. Uh, Josie Outdoor's goal from Michael Bradley was very nice, if not necessarily indicative of anything. Uh, maybe we were a little sloppy. We fell asleep on the second Iceland goal. But beyond that, I mean, I don't, it's, it's January camp and it's, it's a weird one too because Klinsman is not being Klinsman in this camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what's with this, like you, what's up with this newfangled Google kind of workplace he's made where, <laughs> oh, if you want to come to work, you come to work this camp. That's exactly what it is. It's so weird. It's so not Klinsman. I mean, I know he's got like this kumbaya holistic thing he presents to the world, but when he gets those guys in camp, he busts their asses. Like he, he runs them into the ground. That's always been his MO. And for this one, because a couple of, of, of veterans made a stink at the beginning of the camp, he went, all right, whatever. Let's just chill. Let's just chill this camp. Let's- I think part of it is that, like, listen, he knows he's on a short leash. I think at at this point he knows that he's not well-liked. 
And I think he's willing to entertain trying to do things differently to try to change that. He knows he's not getting the most out of the team. So maybe it's time for him to try something different. And uh, I think that might be what you're seeing right now. We'll see if it holds true when the real camps start back up and see what kind of vibe we get from that. But for this camp, I tell you what, it's a little bit refreshing. Yeah. But I also say it's inconsistent, and that's confusing. Okay, so what do you what do you take away from the game? I mean, I imagine you watched it. I, I, I oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I take away from that Michael Roscoe is still not up to the right level. Um, well, he did, I probably, think, probably uh, never will be. By the way, I, I mean, you know, he scored. He did score the second goal. Michael fucking Orozco And I had a thousand people hit me up on Twitter and hit up the best soccer show account with the Michael freaking Orozco Fiscal. So that's fun. But yeah, he's not. Come on, defending wise, no. He's not there. I mean, he? He, he tapped in a ball with his head. I mean, great. I'm glad he was in the right position and everything like that, but it doesn't make up for being out of position and getting an overextending consistently on, on that back line. I think that he was probably the biggest standout in, in a negative way on the back line. Well, he, I think Matt Beazer didn't have a very good game. He no. was okay. Um, I thought that uh, Birnbaum did better when he came in. Um, and I'll I, I say that, I think when you got some look at the, uh, in the second half of some other kids, I think, uh, Kessel, Kaisevetter, I think he looked very good in his short minutes, but you also got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, this is a kid that has had, what, 20 minutes in the U.S. men's full senior national team. He plays for Stuttgart B. I mean, you're not going to see him getting a lot of minutes in the near future, I don't think. I don't see Klinsman giving a reserve team kid a lot. Well, then again, I mean, we did have the whole, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name now, the Bayern Munich kid. Oh, Ju- Ju- uh, Julian Green, yeah. Julian Green, yeah. I mean, he did. I mean, that kid wasn't playing first team ball there, and he gave him a World Cup shot. So, I, I don't know. There, there's not. A, there's a lot of pieces that look good. And I'll say this: Michael Bradley and Josie Altador. You can see that those guys are getting on the same wavelength, which yeah. is good. Yeah. But how what, many what, times what, in that game did you see Michael Bradley or another guy chip that ball over the top, and they're really trying to re- unleash Josie behind the back line by chipping over the top? Yeah, I, five, I, six I, different times. That, that happened a bunch of times, and and. I mean, not that Lee Wynn played poorly. I don't think he did. Uh, certainly there was a difference between the two halves. But I, I actually thought that maybe they were relying on that a little bit too much. Yeah, I thought he could actually, I, I thought he missed Josie on a counter because he decided to play the ball over the top rather than, you know, oh, just a That dig. was a terrible choice by him. Yeah. I mean, instead of doing the easy thing, which is the slotted ball in the yes, ground. Exactly. He decided to do the comp, the, 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 the creative, uh, tough thing. And listen, that's probably the, the knock on Lee Wynn, if there is one, is that he feels in, if it, it seems like he plays as if he feels he has to be, do the most creative thing at times, instead of doing the, the simplest thing at times. And that was a good example of, I know exactly the plan you're talking about in the second half. I think Lee Wynn, uh, I think when he got on the ball, I think the, the U.S. did some of his best movements, but I also think that he didn't do enough to get himself the ball. I think there was one stretch yeah. in the second half where I saw him with his hand in the air in a pocket, and he didn't move to a new pocket. He wasn't getting played in the pocket that he was in, and he refused to move to a different space to try to get the ball. It was like, you guys need to find me. It's not him finding the team. And I listen, I'm a guy that's been calling for Lee Wynn to be in the system for a long time, and I'm not in any way saying that I don't want him there or that he doesn't have a future with the U.S. national team. I would just think that there, there was an obvious divide between how the team wanted to play and how he wanted to receive the ball. But when he got the ball, I think he did very good things, and he's one of the few people that would push the attack consistently once he got the ball. Uh, it's, you know, the, the, there was some discussion. Again, it's a January friendly with an odd roster I don't think you should take a lot away from it. And, and I don't know if Jermaine Jones is still going to be the chosen partner for Michael Bradley into the future. He's got to find himself a club, obviously. Um, I don't know what Lee Wynn's position is in the hierarchy of this team. 
Darlington Nagby not starting bothered me, but come on, who, whatever, who cares? Maybe he starts against Canada. <laughs> I, I think if you don't start Nagby and it gives a shot for Lee Wynn to get a full 90, uh, 90 okay. minutes or a start, I think that's worth it in terms of a one-off yeah. uh, choice. Here's a question. Uh, ben Jada put this out on, on Twitter yesterday, and I thought it was an interesting thing to consider. And, and it relates to what some people were commenting on with that game, is what, what formation are they playing? Because you had Ethan Finley on the field who's going to be uh, a wide player. He's going to put his feet on the chalk. He's going to go up and down that flank, and he's going to cross. The, I mean, he's going to try to take defenders on one on one and cut inside. Once he makes it into the final third, once he hits the box, once he gets to the end line, but he's certainly not going to be cutting in before that. So, and and, and you know, the number of times therefore for Brad Evans to get up on the overlap was relatively small. On the other side, you didn't have any wing presence whatsoever. Kellen Acosta actually did have some room, but I don't think he was brought into the attack very often. So you have. You have Lee Wynn. Ben Jada's question was, if you wanted to put Lee Wynn and Darlington Nagby on the field together, how do you make that work? Is it possible? I mean, I don't think it'll ever actually you, happen. You, you, you have to have true wing backs at the, yes. in the back line. Right. You got to have guys that want to overlap and get into the attack because, uh, as you saw, Kellen Costa, the, 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 the alleyway was there for him with Lee Wynn cutting in. But I think as a first time debutante, I think you're hesitant maybe to overextend when your main job is to defend. I think there was times where he got into the attack, but when you think of Dallas, you think of him getting into the attack consistently. Yeah. But I think with the national team, but that, but I think that's, that, that's this also is, not it, his it's a for him to kind of be a little bit conservative. Okay, and again, I don't want to make this a big deal because of the January friendly and everything else, but this is another example of Clinton playing a guy out of position. Kellen Acosta is not a left back. He's not. Yeah. In fact, Kellen Acosta is probably best suited to, to be a six, but is he going to get the chance to play at a six for the U.S. men's national team? Probably not. And you do have some fullback issues, and you clearly had, you know, you, you clearly couldn't call in a guy like DeAndre Yedlin, who you might, you, you had last year. So there, there's, I mean, I get that, but. The, us trying to what I'm saying is us trying to evaluate Kellen Acosta in that performance is probably a red herring. Well, there is the opportunity to get Lee Wynn and Darrington Nagby on the field at the same time if you want to if, with the full national team if you want to concede the fact that Fabian Johnson is going to play right back or left back. If you're going to do that, you have one of the two components you yeah. need on the on the outsides of the well, back let, four let's, let's, let's to make for, that work. Let's forget the other person out. Well, I mean, I guess you have to consider at least the midfield. But I think the only way to do it for me, and, and again, as you said, you have to have fullbacks who are really pressing and getting upfield to give you your width. You're playing a very boxy sort of midfield, right? You're playing, you're playing two, you're playing very narrow. You're playing two central mids. Trying to, by the way, I don't even know if that works because of the space they're going to have to share and the understanding they're going to have to have with each other in terms of who drifts where and who's picking up what space. Because Nagby does like to go horizontal, you know, he across the field, and and obviously Wynn's instinct is to cut inside to find that central channel. Can Nagby make yeah. runs off of him? Then you're then okay. Let's imagine that that's you 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 can get those guys to have some sort of understanding sitting beneath two forwards. Now you've got a question of how you're. How, how your your deep lying midfielders play? Is it Michael Bradley and Jermaine Jones? Can they even can you even do that? If you you end up playing Michael Bradley ahead, now you're po- sort of playing more of a I don't know a four one one two something. I mean you're you're obviously dealing with a balance issue. I, I just thought it was an interesting question because again I don't think it's ever going to happen. Well, I, I'm kind of disappointed that with Jermaine Jones contract issues and uh, club issues, I, I think you would have seen Will Trap in this game. And I think Klinsman is forcing uh, Jermaine Jones to be in the spotlight to showcase him to try to give him a team. And I, I, to your point, what's the long term solution for a partnership with Bradley? In the in the long term, it's probably Will Trap. 
or someone or, or a Dax McCarty, but Dax isn't getting a look. No. So you can start thinking, who is that second guy? Is it mixed discrude? I don't think so at this point. But you've got to start making that succession planning. And I'm really hoping that in the next game that Will Trap and Michael Bradley will get extended minutes together because I think that's the future where this team's going to go by the next World Cup cycle at the end of it. And I don't think Jermaine Jones is still going to be in that role. If he is still in that role, I think that says something about the the pool in general. Well, I think the pool is fine. It's whether or not Klinsman wants to actually reach in and grab something else out of it. Because like you said, Dax McCarty is sitting out there. Okay, maybe you, you say Dax McCarty's, uh, the window on Dax McCarty is closing. He, he doesn't, he's probably not going to be this good in 2018. Maybe you're looking towards a younger generation. Fine. Well, Perry I don't Kitchen then. Perry Kitchen is, is a stopgap. If you don't think Will Trap is ready, maybe it's Perry Kitchen. Th- there are guys out there, um, to, to be, to be utilized. I mean, he called in Tony Chani. He played Tony Chani. I'm not saying he's the guy, but he's clearly got an eye on some other people, Jared. Yeah, Tony Tony Chani's rough for me though. I, I, he's not as polished as Will Trap or Perry Kitchen. I think he does a decent job of disrupting. Um, I think he, he that that's probably where his strong suit is. He's very physical. Um, he, he's good at getting into passing lanes and breaking up attacks. But I, I and listen and my, Kyle Beckerman has shown in the past that that's what he does well and that he's played well under Leith Bradley. But you know what else Kyle Beckerman does well? Simple passing. And I think that's where Tony Chani isn't there yet. Yeah. Will Trap has that. So that's why Columbus works. They have two halves of a whole. I think Will Trap needs to get a little better on his physical side, but he's getting there and I think he's going to get there quicker than Tony Chani is. But right now in Dax McCarty, you have a guy that's built to do this now. If you need help in the next six months, Dax McCarty is probably your guy you can slot in there and he's smart enough to partner with anyone. So it, it, there is a lot of flux at that position. I'm not sure what the true right answer is. No, I, I I don't I don't know either, and I also don't. Again, I don't want to put a lot into this game. Um, we did see, you know, we did see Keith Savetter and Morris come on late in the game. Morris, fresh off the decision to sign with Seattle, uh, looked fine. I mean, they, they can, have... can we get so? Listen, this is the jewel in the homegrown crown. Yeah, can someone get him a stylist? I, that's what someone I say. Someone get him a haircut that works. What is going on now? Look, I know it was raining in L.A. On no, Sunday. it's like that. All he always has rain. I head. know he does, and I don't understand what's happening with his hair. And I, and I, I, come on, Jordan, man, look, you, you're has some flavor. I know you, you live in Seattle. Rainhead's probably the natural. You, you have. But you're in California, son. It's not. Forget even like being in California. Forget being it. Forget being BMOC on Stanford campus and and the, the Mac Herman Award winner and a U.S. international before you even turn pro and being just just because you are. A professional soccer player, you have a, you have a, a bar that you need to reach. Now, I understand that maybe players like Chris Wondolowski have chosen forego, forego that element of their personality, but oh, come he, on. He's got Wando head for sure. It's Wando head. That is. It, it, and look, I love Wando. I love, I love and the, that. That can't be story. your legacy, Jordan Morris. You need to separate yourself and go for that Mathis flair. Uh, well, I, I don't, don't know if you can pull off no, Mathis no, no, flair. No, no. Never I mind. I shouldn't say that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's Mathis. Uh, level. I don't, it doesn't need to be that. It doesn't need to be Lee Wynn, but I think it needs to be, you know, uh, look, uh, uh, Jordan Morris is 21 years old. He can get away with a high and tight. I can't do that anymore. I, I, I think, I think Matt Beasler is, it should be Jordan Morris's, because, okay, thing, Matt Beasler has got the bad. whitest hair. It's a country <laughs> white boy hair, but it works for him. I think that's the kind of look that Jordan Morris can pull off. Okay, I mean, even if he went, even Matt if Beasler could walk out of the movie Hoosiers right like, now, like, and he would just look natural. Even if he just buzzed it off, like even if he just went with the simple, just just keep it short. Deuce has done this on several occasions over his career, right? It's he just basically just just cut it all off, not shaved, not bicked, 
just cut it all off. Even if he did that, it would be an improvement because he's got that. It's like Dennis the Menace style or whatever. I don't even know. If, I guess that his hair stuck up. I don't know. But there's that thing that's oh alfalfa, right? It's that thing that's hanging down. Like what is that? What what's happening? And, and he has shaved in the past. I've seen pictures of them kind of shaved down or buzzed all right, down. All right, you know. So I mean, listen, I, I'm just saying, like, get some flavor, son. Well, it's, I mean, it's you got also, you yeah. got that you got that that fu money now. You know, you that's can at least I, get like you can pay for sixty bucks for a haircut now that, if you need that, it to. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, you know, as someone who has lived through some lean moments in my life, sometimes the the haircut gets put off, and you just kind of like. You know, I'll, I'll make do. I still got some product at home. I got something I, I can. Yeah, it's it's not good, but I'll I'll just kind of survive for another couple of weeks until I get paid. That's not Jordan Morris. He got paid. Get a haircut. Get a haircut. Yeah. All right. Man, he just needs it. Hook me up. man. Uh, a couple of things happened uh, since we last chatted or since we last tried to do a show, Jared, including Matt Miaz getting sold to Chelsea. And I, and I think we Woo! definitely have to dive into this one now. Um, He's 20 years old. He had a really good first year as a starter for the rebels i mean he's been in that system for 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 since he was 14 years old when we we talk about homegrown players sometimes these guys have been in a system for a year and they count and jordan morris is actually a very good example played with the seattle sounders academy teams for a year before he went to stanford and he's a homegrown signing that is not matt miazga they brought him up from 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 the moment he became a teenage player to his uh to his sale to chelsea for five million bucks Give me your he's take. like he's like Bobby Convey was to DC. Tell me what you think. I think that I'm 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 it's refreshing. It's refreshing. I think is what it is, and I, I understand the risk. And I think I think we've talked over the last couple of months about a number of different players potentially making the jump, and how I was antsy about it. I, in two minds about do you like Jordan Morris? Do you have him push? Or do you have him like stay where it's safe and he can develop? And I'm kind of happy that we've had a player do both in the last couple of months or a couple of weeks because now I feel that there's a guy I can watch in the EPL that's going to be pushing for American soccer. And I also have a guy in MLS that I'm like, let's see how this works out. And Jesse Zard is the same way. I'm glad Matt Miazga did it. And for some reason, more than any other player recently, I think he has a chance. Okay. I think it's a chance. Maybe it's the position that he plays in that it's a lot about that position is about brains and discipline. And I think that's something that kid has. Whereas with strikers, you know, it's like form, confidence, and that is something that Americans have struggled with, like having that swag when you show up someplace overseas. And, you know, you're not coming in there with a Brazilian last name, you know, where there's something expected of you. You're expected not to be good. You're expected to be like, why do you even play this game? You know, and I think for some reason at the center back position and Chelsea, given the way that uh, the guys in front of him play and the ages that they are, I think there's going to be opportunity. And I think he's a kid that can actually pull it off. So I'm actually kind of excited about the Matt Miazga. Okay, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> there were there were some some things that happened in the aftermath of his signing, including the secret footballer putting up on Twitter a quote that he said was from a former Miazga teammate in which this unidentified teammate called Miazga dumb as the donkey, which is interesting because you just identified. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Okay, well, this is what happened. So, I, And I, look, I, I don't know. I, I've also had people, um, you know, who uh, have played the game tell me that they don't think he's very good. But I also know people who say he is very good, who who know the game in inside and out. So... It's there is a difference of opinion on Matt Miazga, and we're gonna see whether or not he's legitimate. I mean, because because if he is legit, 
He's going to stick with Chelsea. They're going to give him a look. He's already in training. The new signings have arrived. He's wearing number 20. There's going to be, uh, I think it's 20. There, there's going to be an opportunity for him to impress the, the Chelsea coaches. Now, we know that next year's manager is not going to be this year's manager. So who knows if he'll go out on loan come 2016, 2017. But for the time being, there's an opportunity for him to at least stick with the first team on a training basis. I don't ex- I don't know if I expect him to show up in a game. Maybe at the end of the year, if they got nothing left to play for. Have you heard Steven Gerrard talk? I mean, you don't have to be a no, Mensa no, member I, I, well, to play this soccer. Is, this is what I'm saying. You just identified his smarts. And I don't think it's necessarily what people would, or brains. You know, I, said I brains. think he's smart positionally that's is what, what I'm I mean saying. by You're that. Right, right, right. But I don't think that that's – and and Rio Ferdinand and John Terry and, I mean, there, there's a number of guys. Now, maybe this is unfair to some of them. But I think the point is that if you are drilled well enough – given an opportunity to learn, certainly taken up the ladder at the right times, you can create an instinctual base of uh, of positional awareness that puts you in a good place, regardless of what league you're in. He, he's going to have a hard time of it because it's fast and it's physical over there, and he's got to toughen up at 20 years of age. But beyond that, I think there's an opportunity here, sure. Well, be, speaking of young players uh, making moves abroad and making a name for themselves abroad, what do you think of the youngster Christian Pulisic? Pu- is it Pulisic? Pulisic. 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 Okay, Christian Pulisic. Uh, Pulisic. I'm um, I'm trying. I'm trying not to. I'm trying. Trying not to get too hyped about this one. Uh, did I, you watch the all touches video? I did not. Who who put that together? Um, it's on Vimeo. I'm not sure who okay. put that together, but on Vimeo okay. you can see like all his touches from that game, and it is impressive. Watched okay. all together. Uh, what I, I need to go watch that. What impressed me from the highlights that I saw of Dortmund versus Ingolstadt. And Ingolstadt's not a good team. We know that. But what imp- it, he's 17. It doesn't matter no, how no, good no. that he does. A professional man trust out me, there. Trust me. I know this. What I what I was impressed with was speaking of awareness, speaking of position, speaking of movement. That's what impressed me about him. Go, go watch, uh, you, you watch the all touches video, you'll actually miss this. Go watch his movement on, on, um, Dortmund's second goal. Uh, Boma Yang scores this, scored both of them. The second one in particular, Pulisic makes a smart far post run, pulls a defender, uh, away from, uh, away from where the ball ultimately ends up and, and provides the space through his run for Boma Yang to score the goal. So that's impressive to me. The, the, the kid is just so composed on the ball. I mean, you, this is the not, this does not look like a 17 year old kid making his debut in the Bundesliga. I mean, every touch was calm. Every thought was quick and natural. I mean, it is, it is scary how good he looked in that, in that one little 20 minute window or whatever it was, 30 minute window that he played. And like I said, I know we try not to build things up. But this is, I'm just trying to do an accurate portrayal of what I saw. This well, isn't but, building him up. And, and you know this what? is what I saw. I've, I've, I, I've heard of him. I've been hearing of him for years. We saw him at the U, uh, U17 World Cup, uh, and he, he was impressive there. He's been the chosen one for, I would say, a year and a half, two years now. And when he's just 17 years old, that's a long part of your, I mean, that's, that's a long time. I, 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 I am cautiously hopeful because we've been burned burn before, Jared. I'm cautiously hopeful that this is the guy that that takes takes the national team's attack to the next level. That that this is what Klinsman wants Michael Bradley to be. Now Michael Bradley brings a lot more defensively, certainly a lot more hustle. And and what I've heard about Pulisic is that 
his instinct is go, 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 attack, aggressive. It's part of the reason. It, it looked like it, uh, it. It, yeah. it looked very similar to what you saw from Kaisevelter on the on the outside uh, on 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 Sunday, but at a different level, at a different level of uh, of culture on the ball. But if you imagine those two guys, what you saw from the all out attack getting to the end line of Kaisevelter on on Sunday, Pusilic had very similar look to him on the left-hand side playing for Dortmund. But not just that, but it was just also annoying the times to bring it back and it's not on. Like, he picked the right times to beat the guy. He picked the right yeah. times to pull it back and combine. And in, t- in tight space, very controlled one-two t- touch passing in tight space. Very, very good debut for him. I hope he's going to get some more minutes in the near future. Uh, you just wonder, like, what's the best way to bring him around if, he's do- if you're Dortmund? Because you do have so many weapons and you're known for making players. And, and one thing that's in his favor is that Dortmund is known to make players and sell them. So there should be opportunity in the next few years for this kid. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for the name he's making for himself right now. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've, I've even seen out there, oh, call him up. Call him up to the senior team. He's making his Only because he's a dual national. Bring him up and cap him. Well, yeah, but there's, okay. Uh, there's not, and I, and I get that, and maybe you do that out of an abundance of caution, but um, everyone I've talked to who's ever talked to him knows his family those his background says there is zero less than zero chance he plays for anybody but the United States of America. I'm just saying when I see a young American in a Dortmund uniform, I think of Subotic and how he got done dirty on that one. Yes, yeah, Subotic is definitely a sore spot and, I, and another Dortmund guy. So <laughs> certainly, uh, you know, I I hope that 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 Nevin is not like talking to Christian about. That's what I'm worried uh, about. I'm worried about. But at least Joe Jow's there to keep my man grounded. Yeah, uh, yeah, Joe's, by the way, I hope Joe gets back soon. Cause I think there's a video out there right now talking to him about his recovery and stuff like that. It's, it's like half, it's half him like interviewing. It's half he and his homies just like rolling through the streets in cars, like talking. It's a really odd video that's out there right now. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I don't, I, I, it, t- I tend not to it, watch it. It's those weird, things. dude. It's like a video you and your boys do. Yeah. But well, in the middle of it, they throw down with like some like straight up like him talking about his injury and the recovery and everything like that. Then it goes back to them just like clowning <laughs> and just rolling around town, like out in the front yard clown. It's weird, dude. I don't know why it exists. Uh, Cause Joe is awesome. That's why. Joe, nah, I tell you Joe this stuff, the guy's put on some, he's definitely put on some, some muscle in his, yeah. uh, the time he's been off. He's way thicker than he was before his injury. Yeah. Well, that, that's always a good thing because, um, you know, the, the, sometimes that, that bulk can slow you down. Josie's been talking about how he lost 10 pounds from last year and feels much quicker and lighter on his feet. So, you know, it, it, he looked balanced. it. I, I'll give you this. We don't always like on the, we're not always on the Josie bandwagon here on this show, but I, I'm really happy with what I saw from him. In this, in this, uh, game on, on Sunday. I'm happy the fact he came into training a, a week early. They came to camp a week early, dropped 10 pounds. This looks like a guy that at least this season to start looks committed to doing what he's doing. I think that's one of the things that's always been a knock on, on, on Josie is a little bit of the professionalism, a little bit of like the head game. It looks like his head's in it right now. And I hope that's the case because he has so much talent and he could be really good for us. Yeah. You know, Josie's issue has, has typically, I mean, we, we talk about his confidence up and down. I'm not sure it's confidence as much as just, you know, maybe just the ups and downs of life and, and how you feel. I mean, we all have our depressed periods, right? It doesn't matter how yeah. good your life is, how much money you're, you're living in Canada. There's plenty to be depressed about. <laughs> I think they got good food in Toronto. There's at least that. I think you're eating cheese curds and stuff. That's why you gain 10 pounds. <laughs> um, sorry. Hold on a second. I just, I just, uh... Jay Rodius. 
I think it's, like, I, I think Josie looks like a guy who's committed and happy, he, it, but it remains to be seen if he can be consistently on top of it, if he can be committed to it. I mean, he scored 13 goals last year. That's nothing to sneeze at in MLS. It's not maybe what they paid him for, but let's not act like he was a disaster. He needs to be better and he needs to be more consistent. And certainly for the national team, he has to be. Yeah, and I just I'm 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 really stoked that maybe this is the year where the Josie Bradley combo really starts to find that rhythm. I saw a lot of it yesterday. They were looking for each other. There's that that unspoken moment where you can see Bradley knows Josie's going to cut, and I think that's one of the things that really impressed me about Josie on Sunday was his runs. I thought his runs were really good. They were really well timed. I think the touch was off a bit, but that's to right. be expected at yeah. this point of the year. The more important thing to me is that he got into the right positions and his runs were good. And the timing with Bradley on numerous occasions was almost looked second nature, which is really good going into the club season for them if you're a Toronto FC fan. But I'm really hoping that this is the year that that partnership really gels. Because right now you have Josie, what, 26 or 27? I think he's 27. And uh, Bradley, 28. This is the time. They're in their primes right now. Yeah. Now, Josie's you know, if it's not now, it's not going to happen. Josie's twenty six, turns uh, twenty seven in November, so he's going to be most. He's going to be twenty six most of this year. He's still, I mean, uh, only twenty six. Seems like he's been around forever. Darlington Nagby, I think twenty seven. We got a few guys right now that they feel like they're Lee Winpai, not so much, but the other two. For some reason, you still feel. I mean, Nagby. Why do you always you, age Nagby? I. I don't know why I do. I feel like he's older for some he's reason. 25. I don't know. Maybe it's because he went to college first. I, I don't know why, but <laughs> that's okay. But you have those three guys. Yeah. It feels kind of still like those are the newer pieces, but these are the guys in their prime. These are the guys you have to count on right now. These are the veterans, and I just struggle to think of them that way. Maybe outside of Bradley, but I never really think of Bradley. Bradley is twenty-eight years old. Yeah, I, I mean well, he's almost thirty. He'll be twenty-nine this year. Been around forever. I, I mean, I, I I think I have that sense. Um, that, that the window is beginning to close on Michael Bradley. Um, what do you think that this camp means? I mean, in the short term, qualifiers, Copa America, probably not a lot. But what do you think that this camp means for a guy like Clint Dempsey? I think it means that the, the newer, softer Clinton means he can rest. I, I, I don't know what this camp means for Dempsey. What I do know is that in all the talk we just did about how you get Dagby on the field, how do you get... Uh, Lee went on the field. Clint Dempsey's day never came up. And if you're going to get Clint Dempsey on the field, you got to start asking yourself, does that mean Jesse's artist doesn't have a role? Does yeah. that mean yeah. like who sits? Yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously right now, Lee Wynn and Nagby are both down the depth chart for Jared, Dempsey, and rightfully Jared, so. Jared, hold on a second. If you have to win a game, now obviously uh -huh. the competition matters, the, the opponent matters. Let's say you have to go to Central America and win, okay? Okay. Do you do you start Darlington Nagby or Clint Dempsey if you had to pick one or the other? In what position? It, uh, it, attacking midfield, uh, 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 supporting forward position. Clint Dempsey. He's okay. the guy. I mean, he's the go-to guy for the U.S. As much as we need to develop another one, yeah, the, he's the guy right now. He's the guy that I don't think just the fans. I think he's the guy the players look to. To carry a game. Okay. To take over a game if we're going to have to, to have that moment no, of brilliance. No, no, and no. I don't know that Darlington Nagby, it, it, I don't know that I feel that way about him. It's well, not no, that he's not he's capable, not, not yet, but not yet. Dempsey has done it. Right. Not yet. I mean, we may get there with Darlington Nagby, um, may get there with some of these other guys, but I just wanted to see how you felt about where 
where where you know where Clint Dempsey was in relation to these other guys because I don't I would even I would even go Giassi Zardes before Nagby as well at this point. Yeah, I didn't like him on Sunday, but then again, we have to throw it out a lot of it out for you know off season for Tremolas and and and. Here's the thing that, that, that bugs me about Giassi's artists. And it's, it's the same sort of thing that, that dogs Josie Altador. When they're in it, when they're focused, when they're on top, when they're feeling good, they are legitimately dangerous up there. Yeah. Giassi's artist, is, is emo the right word? He, he's, he's no, a guy. I don't get that, that from him. I just think that, I, I honestly, the, the word that keeps coming up to me when looking at him on, on, on Sundays that he just looked rusty. Okay. He looked fair, rusty. Fair, but, but he's I mean, in the right places. In, in general, the, the, look, I love that he's such a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. And he's, and yeah. he, he's got a young family and I see his, his pictures and he's sharing stuff and he, the, the story about his hair and his grandma. I love all that stuff. I really do. I'm glad we have good people and the LA Galaxy have a good person in their organization. But sometimes I feel like he needs to be cockier. You know, when we, when I first heard about Jossie's artist, it was when he was coming out of Bakersfield, he was signing the homegrown contract and he probably out of context got quoted as saying, my skills are going to blow your mind. Right? And I think at this point, I think it's okay to say that as out of context, because can you think of any other thing in his professional no, career no, no. that had anything close to that? It's obviously not who he is. And, and yeah. I, and, but I can't, and, and at the time, maybe I was like, oh, damn, maybe I have, maybe this kid has You wanted to have a little bit of that Agudelo swag, yes. right? Want, yeah, exactly. Right now, I want him to be more like, Juan tr- Try shit. Yes. Try shit. Not, not even, well, thank you for the, okay. Uh, not even that. It's not even about on the field trying. Just carry yourself that way. Carry yourself like I can't be stopped. Don't carry yourself like, oh, maybe if I get in the right position and I get the ball at the right. I mean, he missed that, that I'll say definitely chance five times a game. I want you to, to be that guy. Yeah. Five times a game, be yeah. that guy. Yeah. There's something. like where you like, I'm going to do something selfish right this moment because you know who does? Lee Wynn does. Yeah. I, I want, and I want, he may run- do it too much, but. He does it, and that he stands out for that reason. He does things and pulls things off sometimes that teams aren't prepared for. Look again, I think this is just his personality. I think Jazzy's artist is just a good guy, but I want some. I want some Robbie Keane on the field to start rubbing off on Jazzy's artist. Now, I don't need him to be petulant and have an attitude all the time, but I want him to act like this is my field. I'm scoring the goals. Back the f off me. That's what I want. Well, I think part of it too is you got to think of the conditioning of Giassi Zardes and where he plays. Like in in Giassi Zardes, he was on the field with uh, Landon Donovan, Robbie Keane, uh, now Steven Gerrard. Oh, sure, if sure. he makes a mistake, those oh, guys are going to like get him. I realize that. I realize. And that. I think it, one of the biggest leaps he did was from year one to year two in his career was cutting out the mistakes and doing things smart. But I think now he's gone, he swung the pendulum so far the other way. Because let's not forget, he led the Galaxy in shots in his first year. Led the guy, not goals, but not even close on goals, but in shots. Yeah. And then the next year, he swung the pendulum way the other way and became a fantastic teammate. Yeah. And now I think it's gone so far that he needs to find a little bit of that guy that was earlier in his career where it's like, you know what? You, you've got enough capital built up now. Spend right. some of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I am with Giassi's artists these days. And, and again, you know, we're talking about whether or not you can push out a Clint Dempsey. You're not ready to do that because Giassi hasn't fully grasped it yet. And, 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 yeah. you know, you can't count on a Darlington Nagby 
yet, and Jordan Morris isn't there yet, and and Brand and Bobby Wood isn't there yet, and you don't have a Terrence Boyd. There's way too many nice guys, man. Wando <laughs> Morris. Is, I mean, what happened to the like? We had Agadello and Breck Shea. We had some dudes that were kind of grimy. Yeah, like uh, yeah. Agadello's not grimy. That's not the right word. That's a good word for Breck Shea, but. Where's we need that grimy the, the, dude that's the, just got some no, look, flavor. Look, 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 we had Swagadello. Now he's not in the mix right now, and and as much as I want him to be, he's got to prove it at the club level consistently to get back in. But maybe we'll get the return of Swagadello one day. But yeah, the, the, is, is the closest version of that that's ready to actually do something in the national team? Charlie Davies? No, because Charlie Davies has more of um. Everything he does is in the that that's that fun loving type of of vibe to it now. Where, uh-huh. where, I, even if he is like showing off some of the swagger, it's kind of like this. Yeah, I'm lucky to be here. I know. You know it. who's got a bit of a fu face to him, and 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 plays with a chip on his shoulder is um, Jack Mac. Yeah, Jack Mac's got a. He got. He's got, he got a little fu vibe to him, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. I think that's why you you're so quick to compare compare him to Winalda because I think there's that there's that edge. There's like the the yeah, absolutely. Those, so I'm glad are, that he's made that move now, and hopefully he'll get some more minutes with his new team. And if he can get to a level where he's chipping in 10 goals a season, I give a chance with the national team. Okay. Because we'll I we'll think see. that's something that's missing out there, the edge. And that's one of the reasons why you still see Alan Gordon get called in. You know, in addition to being a, a matchup issue and stuff like that, it's a personality. It's yeah. someone that goes out there and tries to do something that is unique to them. And say what you want, but Jossi Zardes even Jordan Morse at this point, um, you could I, I, you could throw Josie out there. What do they do that's uniquely them? W- what are they? Right, yeah. You put Alan Gordon in a, a game, you know what that is. You know, you put Lee Wynn in a game, you know what that is. Well, I, I think Michael jo- Bradley. Jordan Morse, I think we, we kind of do. It's, it's the speed and the power. And, and he's not that he's a one-trick pony, but you know he's going to have to, you know... It, you know what kind of thing he's going to do with the ball. Uh, Josie is, Josie's issue is that he's not great at any one thing. He's okay at numerous things, which means that he's uh, Wondolowski in a better body. Uh, Wondolowski's a better finisher than Josie Altador. I mean, that was a nice finish on Sunday and he's capable of that, but consistently, I know, I, good lord, I, I know, man, it's just, that's just, that's just, just, damn dog, in a probes. All right. I'm looking at the I just, I just to 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 look at the Ford pool real quick. I just want to go through some of these names. I just get a since we're on that topic. Uh Clint Dempsey, Darlington Nagby if you want to throw him in that mix, although probably more likely to play in the midfield than at forward. Josie, Aaron Johansson, a guy who's off the radar now cuz he's still hurt and not playing at uh, at Leverkusen. Like to get him back in the mix, Jared. Uh yeah. Bobby Wood, Jossie Zardis. Juan Agadello, Chris Wondolowski, Jordan Morris, Charlie Davies, Mike Grella, um, Andrew nope. w- Andrew Wooten, Alan Gordon, Will Bruin, Paul Ariola, Terrence Boyd, Hurt, Kiesavetter, who showed some nice things but is a winger, not a forward, uh, yeah. Ma- McInerney, who you mentioned, Kyrie Shelton, who maybe is a U23 player but is very far away from a, from helping at the nas- at the senior national team level. Yeah. I mean, you know, I- I'm looking at I'm using uh, the ASN 100. You know who the Number 100 player is right now at ASN. It's not updated since November, but uh, through the end of November. But do you know who the, the number 100 player is in the last forward ranked at the uh, ASN 100 is? Just give me a Jose, random American. Jose Villarreal. No, did not make the list. Um, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you oh, a wait. hint. 
not Harry Ship, is it? No, no, no. You're, you'll never get this. Okay, I'll give you a hint. This guy has been um, on numerous MLS teams. Everywhere he goes, he shows a little bit of a flash and then sort of quickly fades away. Uh, Quincy Ameriqua. Ooh, I even know he was American. <laughs> Are you serious? Damn. Honestly, I didn't know that. He okay. never played for us. No, no, he certainly hasn't. And I, it was funny because I saw, I saw, I, I guess I follow Chad Barrett on Twitter, which, okay, I guess. I'll check my life choices. I follow Chad hey. Barrett on Twitter and he tweeted out a picture of himself and Quincy Ameriqua and it was like on our way to, to training camp, you know, for the new season. And I'm just yeah. sitting there thinking like, Wow, that's a pair of mediocre strikers right there. <laughs> Damn, like, I think Ameriqua uh, has a good amount of flavor, though. No, no, I, I like think he plays like with his, some flavor. I like his personality, but he's got like, the, like I was thinking about. Okay, so how many goals do you think? Let me let me see if I can pull this up real quick. How many goals do you think um, Chad Barrett has uh, in his MLS career? Um, <clears throat> I'll put him for five a year for. Seven years. I'm gonna say 35 goals. Okay, Chad Barrett has. Let's see, 34. Oh, he had a good. He had a good year in Chicago one year though. But okay, he scored. He scored. All right, so 34, 42, 46. He has 58 goals to his MLS name. Can you believe that? How many years did he play? He's been around since 2005. So he's been around. Oh, since I only figured years. him for seven years. Now he's at yeah, ten. Okay. He's got 58 goals to his name. So and that's that's so I would I mean, have been that's, a fifty based on my my that, formula. That's pretty decent. Now, uh, you know, he was on uh, he was on some youth U.S. youth international teams. And there's some high hopes for him, and he didn't quite live up to those. But he's had a pretty decent career. How many goals would you guess Quincy Ameriqua has to his name in MLS? How many seasons? Uh, he arrived in MLS in two thousand nine. Forty. He has twenty. Wow, I would have thought more than that. 20 goals to his MLS name. That's it. He scored. He was with the Fire for three seasons. He played 60 games. He scored 11 goals. Just kind of, and, and, and again, I mean, not. That surprised me. For some reason, I thought he had done better there. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. All right. So, uh, we got, well, I don't know. That being said, what, what? Should what? Chad Barrett be the midfield version of Alan Gordon at the national team level? No. What? No. What? If you need, if you got 15 minutes left in a game, Chad Barrett has done pretty well with Seattle with 15 minute substitution roles. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're coming up with that idea, but no, that's that's a big fat no. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, Jared, have you seen the uh, the new trailer for the next season of our favorite television show? Uh yeah, I think I gave it to you. <laughs> I think you did. As a matter of fact, um. Is, am I to assume that the entire season is going to be no, Archer? I, I don't think so. Okay, okay. First of all, let's let's set the stage. If you haven't seen it yet, and you're a fan of Archer, who I think from episode one probably of this show has been a, a consistent part of oh, it. Oh yeah, we we are the A number one Archer boosters. Yeah, we've been mm -hmm. on board since the moment that show debuted. And uh, much like Matador, which left us high and dry, uh, there is every. It seems like every season they lately they've been doing one of these. Um, before the season airs, they do a spoof of like a classic kind of action movie or show. Like they did Top Gun in the past. <clears throat> they, I believe they, they did, did Miami right. Vice, the Vice City yeah. year, right? Uh, you're right. They did Miami Vice. That's right. They right. But, and but this they, year but, but, they but, did Magnum PI, but and the, it is shot for shot <laughs> the exact open. Yeah. <laughs> I I went and watched the old <laughs> opening just to see if it really was. I thought it was, and as I watched, it is shot for shot 
yeah. the opening theme to Magnum okay, PI so- with Archer characters in fantastic two, two things here one the only reason to ask if this is going to be a, an archer pi season is because of archer vice which they changed the completely changed the entire uh theme of but the if show. i remember right at at the end of that promo the the logo was archer vice at the end of it the yes. logo at the end of this is just archer okay no you're right that's one thing it didn't say archer right. pi or anything like that so yeah. that's why i'm thinking it's not going that way you're right and i've i've read some things that basically said they realized they they were happy that they had the freedom to go Archer Vice, but they were happy to get things back to the spy, you know, spy, um, um, uh, whatever it is, the the company espionage. Were, yeah, well, no, I mean the 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 spy. Oh, the uh, office dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the agency. Excuse me, that's the word I'm looking for, Jared. The agency. They were happy to get back. And well, sort of well, that's one of the things that like show so much is that it can go way off base and do these fantastic like spy things, but it, at the heart, it's an office show. <laughs> yeah, and like the inner dynamic, the inner dynamic things that happen within the office, I find sometimes the most appealing to me. Okay, well, anyway, so I was that's the only reason I ask about Archer PI. So you're, I think you're right. I think this is just an homage to Magnum PI. I did not get a chance to go back and watch the open yet. the The part of the uh, part of the, the oh, Archer, oh I, let me see if I match, let me see if I match you. What like a, your favorite part? That's what you're gonna the, say, well, right? I was gonna say the the part where he's holding Pam. Yes, okay. yes, yes. That is my favorite part of it. With like her tattoos on her yeah, back, yeah. she's so, just floating like a whale. So, so what is what happens in the actual? I can't remember what happens in the. He's magic. actually holding a woman like that. And he's got this look at the camera, like, "Well, this is my life." Okay, okay. I wasn't sure because because my brain goes, "Well, maybe in the the in the open of the real Magnum PI, it's like a dolphin or something." Nope, like, it's a bikini clad female. <laughs> okay, just I'm just just making sure. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Archer. Uh, I really, I mean, it's, it's, you know, when I was watching too, there's a shot with Lana where like she has this red shirt and it's opened up and tied like she has a lot of cleavage. And I'm like, wow, they took a lot of liberty with that. Then I went back and watched it. The dude that's the helicopter pilot, he literally has a shirt open that much yeah. in that frame of the shot. <laughs> yeah. They, they have, <laughs> it's pretty good. You got to go watch this. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, Definitely right up there. I, I, I don't know what to expect out of this particular Archer season, but I'm sure they'll figure out something. It's been, By the way, uh, you know that the Curse of Oak funny. Island season finale is tonight, right? The what? The Curse of Oak Island season finale oh, is tonight. Oh, good God, dude. You watching, Jason? No, I'm not watching. You know what? Um, I will ask you. So, you know, we, you know, we just had the blizzard here of 2016 in, on the East Coast. Dumped, yeah, I heard like, that's a thing. Like two feet of snow on the DC Metro. In fact, um, I've been the last couple of days, like this storm happened a week ago, Saturday, not this past Saturday, a week before that. And my kid's school has still been delayed two hours opening for the last two days. And they didn't have school at all last week. So it tells Wait, you, what does that mean when they were delayed two hours opening? Like you, you know that ahead of time, you don't yes. bring them for two hours. Yes. They tell you, uh, that they're on a two hour delay and you don't bring What's the reasoning kid. for that. Because the, there's still shovel, uh, still sidewalks that aren't cleared yet and roads that are still kind of, and there's a lot is of, is his day short then he still gets out at the same time? Yeah, he still gets out at the same time. In fact, I gotta go. So the only thing being it. sacrificed is his education. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Did no school last week, short days for the, for, for Monday and Tuesday this week. Hopefully tomorrow. God, it must he's rock a rock to be a kid on the East Coast. <laughs> Uh, except when your parents are stressed and snap at you because they, they can't get their work done because you don't go to school. But anyway, um, so we had, uh, had this blizzard and I went out this weekend. Uh, we, my girl and I went out to this uh, dinner, group dinner. And one of the conversations was, what did you binge watch during the blizzard? Because everybody was stuck inside. And my answer, our answer was Jessica Jones. Have you seen Jessica Jones? 
What is that? It's a it's actually a Marvel show on Netflix. Okay. So and you didn't you didn't watch Daredevil either, right? The uh the Netflix version? Yeah. No, I did not. Like, so and we had this discussion. Are you not are you not a superhero guy? I forget. I am. I'm just not sure if I am in a serial form. Okay. I don't remember really uh, watching any to action like superhero television okay. shows. Like movies, yes. Yeah. Animated series, yes. Okay. I guess it kind of loses me when it becomes live action and every week it's Okay, well a, let, uh, let me just say. Okay, let me just say. I was not a comic book kid. I remember watching the original Flash on network television in like the late 80s early 90s whenever Oh, with was Dawson's on. dad. Y- yes, I think that's right. Um I, I remember maybe a couple of other times, you know, partaking in a little superhero stuff. I certainly remember Batman coming out when I was like 10 years old and the impact the that animated had on my series? life. No, 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 no. The original, the, the movie. Oh, with the Keaton. original movie. Okay. Yeah. The, the, uh, the Keaton movie. And obviously things have changed, but we are smack dab in this like explosion. Every superhero is going to get their own show now. Like it's just, that's the way things are trending. And I'm, but I'm not really dying. Like, like, like that Arrow show is out there. I'm just right. like, I don't see how a show about Green Arrow can be that good. Okay. But maybe it is. People say it's good. And, and and you know what? I would not have checked out Jessica Jones at all if I not had not read like a ranking of the best Marvel shows or the mo- best Marvel properties. Maybe maybe movies weren't included. It was shows. You know, I think ruined it for me. Like I didn't like that Supernatural show. Like is that the, is that the Superman show? No, it was on WB. No, that was, small, was the Superman Smallville. Smallville. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Smallville. I didn't like that because okay. it was like it was almost like nine hundred two and no with superpowers, right? And like, and that's why I guess I guess I okay. kind of feel that's way that's they're all going to be. That, so I don't even give them a shot. That is not what's on Netflix, right? Like, like I would highly <laughs> recommend Daredevil, and I would recommend Jessica Jones even higher than Daredevil. They're both very, they're they're, they're long movies. You know, they're they're, epi- they're they're movies that are split up over twelve episodes or whatever, thirteen episodes. They're, yeah, I guess those also weren't the comic books I read as a kid. I was a huge X Men. Well, that's all the more that reason to read the, the Dark to watch. Dark Knight, Booster Gold. Did you ever read Booster Gold? No, that's all the more reason. Booster to watch Gold them. was a rich Trump like 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 uh air air boy. Like he's got like a like a, he's an heir to a fortune <laughs> yeah, and like boy. and yeah 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 and, and so he has all this money and yet he's still like a superhero that tries to do good. It, it was crazy. Oh it was weird. It, it's it was an interesting one. Go find out what if you air can. boy. That's hilarious. No, I <coughs> I think you should watch Jessica Jones because I I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't have based on the name and I think I had heard like oh it's a good show but but I read a I read somebody like talking about it somewhere online and I was like okay I get this. It's not the the thing about this show that's great is that the the superhero element is sort of like underneath the surface there's nobody which, flying around which, which u.s national team player would you watch portraying a superhero uh who would make for a good i would tell you what there's a character in jessica jones i think his name is oh god what is his name luke something i can't remember uh he's luke cage there's a character in the show jessica in jessica jones named luke cage who i think gooch would be perfect for but if we're talking about current national team players, man, who would be a good superhero? I, I see Giassi Zard is playing a character called Polite Wing. <laughs> That's terrible. Are you allowed to make terrible jokes like that on this show? I don't. I don't <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm required. Erroneous. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, th- like, like if you were gonna. The problem is we don't have any villains on that team. Well, That's the real problem. It, it, Galaxy grabbing Nigel De Jong, and like we don't have anything close to that in the U.S. national team. They can play a villain. Yeah, there's a couple of things um, in MLS we didn't hit today, by the way, but we'll get to them eventually. Um, if you were gonna des- if you were to write, how about this? Instead of on television, but if you were to write a uh, a comic book and turn one of those players into a superhero, who would it be? 
I'm going to say, oh, man, I, uh, Jermaine Jones. I could see DeAndre Gadlin being a superhero. I, I could see that. He's too good. I almost feel like he's too good looking. <laughs> Jermaine Jones, he's, he's got that new version of like the anti-hero. Okay. Okay. By the way, that's what which, Jessica which Jones is. all the rage is. now. That's what Jessica Jones is. She's an anti-hero. And, and you need to watch this show. I'm telling you. Cause I want to be able to talk to you about this show. And I've finished the first season now. So. It's all. It's I think Jermaine Jones like superpowers that his middle finger gets really big, and he can go solve <laughs> crimes with it and flip people off. No, and Jermaine, off at the same Jermaine time. Jones with dreads or without dreads? Oh, with dreads, and and like they're like when he when he when he's really like puts it into like like Jones mode, like little little like needles come out the end of each like dread, and like he whips his hair around and like slices people. Okay, all right. I mean, I think you're going a little too deep. I mean, I, we can work on some of those elements. But yeah, there you go. All right, so um, I think that's probably going to do it. You got anything else you want to hit before we we get out? I mean, what's what else is on your mind here? Last couple of minutes before I wrap wrap us up. Soccer related or just life? I mean, what whatever. You know how we do. You know how we. we know, uh, you know. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm really into peach tea, as I said earlier, and I got the like. I've been drinking the Snapple one lately too. How is it possible they make a drink that literally tastes like I am eating a peach? But I know for a fact it is a chemical trick oh, yeah. being played upon me. Yeah, yeah, you're probably being poisoned. How do I reconcile that? That when I sip into this Snapple peach tea, it is like I am sipping from nature's peach. <laughs> nature. But I know that there is something made in a laboratory, and I'm just a rat eating some cheese in oh, a yeah. maze. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not but eating. But how do I reconcile it? It's you, so damn good. Yeah, you, you're basically drinking water infused with chemicals. That's what's happening right there. Oh, geez, so good but, for you. I mean, you know, healthy and stuff, Jared. You know, I don't, I don't now, know. Now, if I actually put some peach in a tea, I'd be so not no, into it. No, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. No, it's like watermelon. Everything that tastes like, everything that is watermelon flavor is a thousand million times better tasting than any watermelon you could possibly eat. Tell Same thing you. with grape grape is the same way yeah it's a grape soda it doesn't yeah. taste like a grape no that is like no it's a it's a facsimile it's what it's what they tell us is grape and then now it's our a brain flavor connects. we call grape there you go there you go I'm telling you man it's all it's i'm all struggling sham. dude i've cut out the diet soda i was a diet dr pepper guy for about 10 years and i've cut out the diet soda because I, I really believe it was silently killing me sure much definitely. like my wife <laughs> and i don't know what to switch to now and i'm struggling with dude, way too uh, many beverages i need a beverage of choice and i don't know what it's to be a mountain dew speaks to me in a white person way that oh is god. so organic Talk but i know it's terrible you. for me oh my god dude it's like first of all and this is not holier than now stuff drink whatever you want to drink I don't drink soda because it makes me feel gross. Like, I don't tell people this normally. Oh, Mountain Dew makes me feel like a superhero. I feel terrible if I drink any soda. Like, I have. He feels terrible if you stop. Keep doing it. It could push through it. <laughs> it's great on the other end. I'm trying to be healthier, Jared. I made some life If changes. you drink like three of those a day and the buzz never really goes out, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, that's what people do. That's scary. Every eight me. hours, you, you pop open a dew, that's scary throw that me. back, and all of a sudden it's like Appalachian Party City. Yeah, that's, 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 that's bad, dude. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. All right. We, 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 it's good to be back. This one is definitely getting out there. Jared, last chance to, to fire off something before I hit the button. No, I'm good to go. Fire right. it off. We'll check you guys. We'll check in with you guys, um, next week. See ya. I am Nickel Mohn, son of Paul Sundiskere.
Dead in the sweater vest. Goonies never say die!